Good morning. Uh, my name is Carlos Maycott. I'm one of the co-chairs of the steering committee for the family law section of the Boston Bar Association. Uh, welcome to our program. I am joined by my colleague and outgoing co-chair of the steering committee for the family law section of the BBA, David Friedman of Vera Law. And we are also joined by uh, the Honorable Susan Rickey, who is a retired judge and who has graciously agreed to be part of this program. And we are very grateful for that. So um, we just wanted to talk a little bit about this mentor-mentee program that is getting started. It's a pilot program. The BBA has done mentor-mentee programs for other sections. And we, for reasons we'll discuss in a second, we believed it was a good idea to bring that to the family law uh, community, to the family law bar. And we are um, kicking off that program with this, uh, with this presentation today. And we hope it will be a good, uh, a, a valuable resource for everyone, um, not just in the, uh, family law bar, but in the community through the services that we provide. So uh, just as we start, I'm going to just give a little bit of an intro for myself and then I'll move along to the other panelists. Uh, like I said, I'm Carlos Maycott. I'm a partner at Fitch Law Partners. I have been doing family law for almost 10 years at this point. I started working at Fitch Law Partners right out of, of law school and eventually got subsumed into the family law section. And uh, now I practice in this field full time. And I've been co-chairing the family law section since 2009, 2018 or 2019. I, I've been doing it for a year. <laughs> I was lost in the COVID world. So I don't know what day it is anymore, but I've been doing this for a year. I look forward to doing it for another year. And I'm gonna kick it back to David Friedman um, whose term is ending, I believe, tomorrow. Yes, this is my uh, last act as co-chair of the Family Law Steering Committee of the Boston Bar Association. Um, as Carlos said, my name is David Friedman. I'm a partner at the law firm of Beryl Dana, where I have been for a period of six months. So um, right before um, we all began working from our homes. Um, the, I'm in my 16th year practicing family law. Um, where I've worked at three different firms. Um, I'm currently involved in the uh, Child Support Guidelines Task Force and also the Access to Justice New Family Law uh, uh, Committee for the Access to Justice Commission. So um, trying to, there's a lot of issues that we're all facing today and we all find ourselves with our degrees in law able to uh, assist people um, with social issues and um, as well as the changing face of the law in the world of COVID. Um, so I'm very fortunate to have that opportunity. Um, and most importantly, um, I will turn it over to Judge Ricky. Thank you. Good afternoon. Uh, happy 4th of July week, everybody. And thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Susan Ricky. I'm a retired probate and family court judge. I sat on the probate and family court bench from 1993 to 2014. 
since then, I've been doing master work, arbitration work, uh, conciliation, and uh, mediation work, which is much harder to get people to agree, as you know, than it is uh, to tell them what to do. But I, uh, I love that I'm still involved with all of you and with the bar, and I thank David and Carlos for inviting me. My segment today is about the importance of the mentor program, and obviously most of you that are uh, our guests today have already signed up. Hopefully we have some uh, new invitees that haven't yet signed up to be a mentor or a mentee. I think Carlos is going to explain where, where the program is when it's his time. This really is not your traditional webinar where we are being instructive. It's just our points of view and this is a kickoff. So we're hoping uh, that we answer some of your questions. Please feel free to send in questions because I always think I can only talk five minutes and probably after 20, Carlos is gonna tell me to be quiet because, uh, but this really is just about um, what we hope this pilot program will be. And we thank the BBA for taking it on because nothing is more important than the mentor-mentee relationship. And I think post-COVID, we realize now sitting in our homes, not being able to go into our law firms every day um, or into the courthouse where you would see your colleagues and have that collegiality or ask the questions, it's even more important, but it was just as important to have a mentor or a mentee pre-COVID. I think there is value to both. I was thinking today that, well, of course, because of my age and experience, that I would be a mentor probably, right? I should be at my age and I will of course be a mentor and will volunteer to be a mentor. But I thought, you know, I could easily be a mentee because I would wanna learn something from Carlos or from David or from the other mentors that sign up. It's not necessarily, you know, we, we each learn from each other all the time. That's what is so valuable about having a mentor or a mentee. But where I think this program is even more important to all of us and hopefully to all of you, is that um, if, you, if you have an issue or a question about a case specific, you might, if you're in a firm that has partners or associates, go and ask them. But I think it's nice to be able to have someone outside of your firm that you can call upon as a mentee to go to your mentor and ask them. Because I think, you know, most of our firms, obviously you would all represent the same client, right? If, you're, if Carlos is representing the client, the firm would of course be taking that advocacy side and that position. It's nice to hear from a mentor, maybe the other side. So I think that a mentor can bring so, so much more to your practice. Um, I also think it's a two-way street. I think that mentors can learn from mentees. If a mentee is a newer member to the family law world, but they've been practicing bankruptcy law, they've been practicing criminal law, they've been practicing employment law, that's things that we use in our divorce world or our probate and family court world all the time. So having a mentee that may not be as experienced in family law doesn't mean that the mentee can't be helping the mentor and bringing that wealth of information as well. So I think it's a two-way street and um, I totally think it's a wonderful, wonderful program. David said yesterday when we were talking about this, we, you know, we live in an adversarial world that Carlos is on one side of the case and David's on the other side of the case. And even when you're meeting in the courthouse or even when you are on the phone with each other or at hearings, 
your uh, or taking depositions or, or having four-way meetings, you're always an adversarial. The mentor-mentee allows you to communicate with other attorneys, totally not in an adversarial, but in a help or what do you think of, or is this totally off the wall, or can you help me find some resources? And I think that that's where the mentors are invaluable, is it the resources that they can bring. I need an expert real estate uh, appraiser. I need an expert child psychologist. I need the best GAL with families that have addictions. I need the best uh, parenting coordinator with high conflict families or removal families or whatever it would be. I think that our mentors will have that amazing amount of resources that they can share about the professionals out in the world that we all need, experts or professionals. I think mentors also will be invaluable as far as helping about court personnel. We all use terms, and we were talking about this yesterday at our planning meeting, we all use terms, or I'm guilty of using terms of, I never say judicial case manager, I use the initials. I never say temporary order, I say TO. So just for, to have someone to say, who, it, what is the difference between a probation officer and a family law, uh, family service officer? None. What is the difference between a session clerk and a judicial case manager? What is the difference between, you know, just all of the persons that work in court? We've all now had to learn since COVID that each judge does have certain court personnel uh, assigned to them, but we don't know when court opens, please court open soon, that, um, that that will be the same personnel. They may have just been, you know, having to divvy up according to availability for staff. So knowing who to go to when you walk into the courthouse as a newer practitioner, a newer practitioner in the family law world, is so helpful for the mentors to be able to give that information as well. Um, knowing where to go when you get there is another thing you can always ask your mentor for, not just the names of the persons to contact so that you're not leaving endless voicemails and not getting calls back. Um, I think as David and Carlos and I discussed yesterday, the civility that a mentor mentee when you have a professional friendship and relationship because that's really what mentor mentee is about it's not someone in your firm helping you get ready for a case it is someone in the outside world helping you that is totally confidential no question is too small no question should be too small no question is too silly Mentees should never be afraid to ask a question. They may be afraid to ask someone in their firm. They may be afraid to ask another colleague because they may think I'm, you know, totally incompetent that I don't know this answer. But with a mentor and the confidentiality, I think that that is a very important relationship that the mentor-mentee can have as far as the confidentiality and knowing that there is no question that's too small. We all started somewhere. We all had those questions that we were uncomfortable asking. And I think I would have been, as a new person in family law, I think I would have been more comfortable calling David or Carlos, my mentor, than going to my partner or senior, I wasn't a partner then, going to someone in the firm because you don't want to sound silly or you don't want to think it's that, that they will take it against you or hold it against you. So the mentor is a safe, confidential process. I think that we all bring something to it. I think the mentees bring something to the mentors. 
I think they bring different areas of the law they may have practiced in. I think we've always been there for each other, but I think it's nice to know that there's a check-in person. Um, I, I, Carlos is gonna discuss that this is a pilot program and how often mentors and mentees can expect to help each other and be there for each other, whether it's formalized that you speak once a month or every other month or whatever it is. Um, but your mentor can steer you in the right direction. No question is too small. I also would like to suggest to the mentors that even if your mentee is not calling you about a case-specific question or issue, that if new case law comes down, a new policy comes down, new child support guidelines come down, that you check in with your mentee, that you explain that the new case came down, it might not be relevant to anything they're doing now, but here's the site. I think that we, we who have done this for 20 years, 10 years, 20 years, know that we, you know, we get all of those notifications, but the mentees may not. So that maybe the mentors could make a mental note to share whatever information comes in. David on the Child Support Guidelines Task Force, those types of things I think are so helpful. And if you're not always in all of the groups, the BBA, the MBA, your local bar association, you may not have access to that information. So the BBA looks forward to this pilot program, to evolving and improving as we go along. Thanks for asking me to be on. How'd I do in five minutes, David? I think you did excellent. <laughs> I've never seen you do a bad job. Um, but so let I me have the five minute part. Yeah, no, no matter. If it's, the floor is yours always. The um, let me let me build off of uh, a piggyback a little bit on what Judge Ricky said and kind of explain uh, to everybody how this program came to be. Um, for people who don't really know, the, the BBA family law section is comprised of uh, 530 attorneys, all practicing family law in the area. Um, we have a steering committee that is approximately 30 attorneys who deal with uh, various issues on behalf of the family law section, including uh, CLE brown bag programming, um, our divorce fundamentals program, um, legislative issues, um, communications via our uh, quarterly newsletter um, and pro bono in public service pursuits. And we all meet, we meet monthly throughout the year. Um, so last fall, as Carlos and I, as the current co-chairs, um, reached out to Judge Casey's office and were able to have a meeting with him where we kind of discussed the ideas we had and the initiatives we wanted to pursue and saw how they uh, connected with or uh, somehow worked well with the, um, what the court is currently pushing forward. And something that came up as a common theme was um, how much the, um, everybody would benefit by new attorneys new to the practice of family law. And I don't mean um, necessarily new attorneys, but people who are new to family law itself, um, having the opportunity to have a mentor similar to how Judge Ricky described. Um, so with that, we um, came up with the idea of a mentor-mentee program that we're launching today. Um, I can say personally, when I came out of law school, I was 25 years old. And even though I had um, a law degree telling me I was allowed to practice, I really didn't know how to practice. And family law is such a unique area of law where I can't think of a different area of law where you have to know such a broad range of issues. So yes, we need to know case law. Yes, we need to know procedure. Um, but we also need to know, we have to have a vast financial knowledge of uh, issues of income, issues of assets and valuation and tax, um, as well as extraordinarily complex 
family issues, um, including uh, parenting issues, uh, mental illness issues, addiction, abuse. Um, and not only what these things are, but having the right temperament to address them. Um, essentially, things in our world are never black and white. We live in a, we live in a world of perpetual gray. And having a sounding board uh, for these issues is something I continue to use on a daily basis and um, friends and colleagues of mine use as, on a daily basis to check in. Even when you think you're right, you like to ha have that sounding board. And I think that's what, um, what we're trying to achieve with this mentor-mentee connector. Essentially, the things that you can't learn in a book. Um, and you know that even when you learn all the financial issues, even when you learn all the parenting issues and the procedure and the case law, we still have to practice in numerous counties that all conduct themselves differently in front of numerous judges within counties who all conduct themselves differently. So it is impossible for not only an experienced and seasoned attorney to know the answers and, and what to expect, but, but definitely for people who are new to the practice who haven't had those experiences. So the, um, where, um, again, also unlike other areas of practice, um, family law is typically small boutique firms or solo practitioners. We largely are not in the large structured law firm that provide these mentor um, opportunities to new associates um, and incoming summer associates. So again, I, I've been very lucky, lucky and I'm very thankful that I've, I've, I've had great mentors that I've worked under who have been very generous with their time. But that, I, I think that's more of a rarity than the way it is. So, you know, establishing this um, not only is going to help the, the mentees themselves, I, I can tell you firsthand during COVID, um, it also helps the mentors with issues of technology and all the things that perhaps a younger attorney uh, are more adept with. Um, the, um, ultimately, where practitioners are more efficient and coming more prepared also assists our courts. Um, which is a, a, a terrific thing where um, in helping and ease any log jams or, or any delays and making, uh, essentially easing the burden on the court. Um, lastly, the COVID, what, where, so we sat down and we decided to come up with this program and we really modeled it after um, other programs that have existed through the BBA. And through the hard work of our BBA steering committee, in particular, our pro bono subcommittee, um, and importantly, the BBA staff, we're really excited to be launching this pilot program. When we started it, it was in the fall of last year. And when COVID hit, I think it became even more relevant and even more timely. Um, never before have we been as isolated as we are now. And having an opportunity to have that person that you can contact, that number that you can call, um, I think we'll make a world of difference and make our, our area of practice an even uh, better place to practice. Carlos? I think you're on mute, Carlos. Yes, I was. So thank you. Um, see, that's the sort of advice a mentor can give. You're on mute when you are speaking to dozens of people <laughs> and people can't hear you. Uh, my task now is to talk about how it works. What are we going to do? And some of you may already know this because you signed up and then got an invitation to come here. But for those of you who don't, you'll have seen uh, emails go out if you are part of uh, the BBA where the program was launched and they explained 
do you want to be a mentor? Do you want to be a mentee? And, you know, whether you are looking to be a mentor or you're looking to be a mentee, there are specific links that you can click and they'll take you to a form. That form has several different fields and questions that you are asked to complete and or answer so that we know more or less where are you coming from? What is your background? What are you interested in? Uh, how long have you been practicing? What specific type of help are you looking to get or are you looking to give? That sort of uh, data is going to be very helpful because the fine folks at the BBA will then put that data together and use it to match uh, mentors and mentees. And eventually people will get their assignments and when they get their assignments, they, it will be up to them then to establish the relationship and the parameters of it to uh, dictate how, the, uh, you know, how often and when people are gonna meet. Obviously in a COVID world, it might look a little different, but we would encourage people to do is whether you're a mentor or a mentee to establish a relationship that is uh, periodic and that is scheduled because it is very easy for things like this to sort of fall off track or be deprioritized. As I'm sure most of you know, family law can be a little chaotic and very difficult to manage schedule-wise. There are always emergencies, there are sudden contempts, there are things that come up in people's everyday lives that then impact the practitioner. So it's very easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day and to kind of lose that, uh, that thread unless you're committed to creating a structure where that thread is just periodically picked up on. And it can be once a month, it can be once every couple of weeks, it can be uh, as often as you like. That doesn't mean obviously that it's limited to that. If someone who is a mentee all of a sudden has to deal with an emergency and they would benefit from having the, uh, the ear of their mentor, you know, that's, that's what the relationship is for. Hey, can I talk to you about this issue? Or, hey, we just got blindsided by this motion. I don't really even know what, what this word means. Can you help me? There, there shouldn't be any stigma attached to that because as, as Judge Ricky said, we all started somewhere and we all started not knowing. You know, you, you don't take the bar exam and you suddenly know how to deal with every single family law issue that is gonna come your way. So that's what we're creating the program for, to provide that communication. And I think as long as it's prioritized and it's a standing appointment, like maybe the first Thursday of every month at noon, you have a half hour phone call, maybe eventually a lunch or, however you guys want to design it, that'll be up to you. It'll be up to the needs. It'll be up to everyone's specific relationship, but we do encourage you to make it a periodic recurring event because that will make it easier to keep on top of it. So, um, and then the relationship between mentor and mentee will just hopefully take off. It's, uh, it's, a, good, it's a good way to just keep in touch with people learn what's going on, have your questions answered, things like that. Um, one thing I will note is this is a pilot program. Uh, the BBA has had mentor-mentee programs with other sections, with other fields, but not with the family law section, at least as far back as any of us can remember. So there are going to be hitches, there are going to be wrinkles that come along that we didn't expect, 
we would like your feedback. So please feel free at any point to reach out to, uh, to, to any of the people who are on the family law section, the co-chair. We can put you in touch with the right people. If, for examples, all of a sudden the, the relationship between the mentor and mentee is just not really moving forward, maybe because one person has not been very responsive or keeps canceling, things like that. That sort of things happen. That sort of thing happens, you know, like life can happen very quickly. And we do expect, unfortunately, it's not going to work out for everyone. So if it's not working out for you, just reach out and say, hey, could I get a new mentor? Could I get a new mentee? Uh, you know, what, what, what I have right here is not working out. So don't, don't be shy about that. This is all confidential. This is all, this will all be worked out. And if you don't want to, um, and, and if you find that it's not working for you, we want to make it work for you. So reach out to us. If you have ideas as to how the program can be improved, if you have ideas as to how to match people better, or if you, or anything else that we can't come up with now, let us know. It's a pilot program and we are really trying to, uh, to and we're really trying to establish it and give it the kickoff it deserves uh, so that it becomes a constant and something that is always available for people that you know new mentors will come in new mentees will come in and old mentors and will stay and eventually mentees will become mentors and the circle of life continues that way uh but you get what I, you, you get my point uh we, we are trying to make this a successful program so your feedback will be integral for that uh if you haven't yet clicked on the link it is a survey monkey link it is uh, if you have already filled it out, eventually you will get your assignment, you will get your, uh, your match, and then it'll, uh, you know, I, probably the mentor will email the mentee, get in touch with the mentee in some other way, and uh, people can just start working from there. Um, and again, if anyone has any issues, feel free to contact us at any point, and we can, uh, and we can, uh, we can just try to make sure that everything is working as smoothly as possible. So uh, just, you know, that that's it in a nutshell. We weren't expecting to go the full hour, but we wanted to leave plenty of time for questions, comments, issues. I know a couple of things may have popped up on the chat. Uh, if I missed anything and my fellow panelists want to uh, supplement what I've said, you know, please, please go ahead. But uh, we certainly are hoping that this program is successful and we can do that with all your help. So we're grateful that you took the first step of being here in this program, uh, of attending this virtual program and listening to us talk about it and its kickoff. So we, uh, with that spirit, we want to move forward. Thank you. Thank you, Carlos. Um, one of the questions I was asked is just about, um, uh, I is the form that you filled out, um, the one identifying your name and, and what you're looking for, the right form that's going to allow you to get matched? Yes, that is the form. Um, and we can also, anybody on this, uh, or let's not put it on Judge Ricky, but Carlos and I, if you reach out to us individually, um, can get you the direct link. Um, or um, Doug Newton of the BBA also can uh, provide you with that information. It is available um, on the BBA's webpage, um, but there's not a secondary form or anything like that. We're going to be taking the information from the form you filled out to make those pairings. Um, 
I, and the only other question uh, is in regards to Carlos's beard, which I yeah, also right. love. <laughs> it was a lot of hard work yeah. and determination. <laughs> All right. Does anyone else anything else you want to add? Carlos? We talked about, though, that since this is a pilot program and we want it to evolve and get better, we're going to need a lot of feedback from the mentors and the mentees because there's no way, of course, that the BBA is going to know how it's going if you don't participate. So please feel free to get back to the BBA. They want it to work. I mean, they would not have put all this um, time and energy into it. it it's, it's for all of you. It's for all of us. And I was hoping, and something I would be willing to work with the BBA on, is just for the mentees having a listing of forms and sites and terms that we use all the time, you know, FTO for further temporary order types of things, um, CSGL, child support guidelines, things that I just say all the time too quickly and said to from the bench too quickly. And then you would see that people would sort of be staring and not, and not understanding because every profession has its, has its acronyms, of course. But I think if the BBA uh, would put together to just have so that the mentees and mentors could get in and say that form, you know, there's so many forms out there. We all know to go on mass probate and family court, but I think if we had them all in one place that that would be helpful and hopefully that's something we can improve and add into the pilot. Yes, thank you, Judge. And, and we will be rolling that out. Um, you know, through the next few months. And I, I guess that takes me to another point I, I, I think I forgot to make, which this is, this is rolling registration, right? So there is no deadline uh, to sign up. You're not gonna miss out on being a mentor. You're not gonna miss out on being a mentee if you didn't sign up by X date. So it's not too late to sign up. If you don't have the bandwidth right now, but you think in another couple of months, you, you maybe you have a little more uh, bandwidth, go ahead and do that then. That's, this is gonna be a program that continues. Right now, I believe we have 26 mentors and 16 mentees signed up as of last night. So uh, that's, from what I understand, pretty good numbers for the launch of a program like this. And we hope to see those numbers expand and improve. So um, I, I guess to answer a question that was, uh, another question that was made in the chat, uh, when is the matching gonna start? And when are people going to receive their so their assignments? That would be in the next day or two, is what we expect. So, for those of you who have already signed up and provided your information, just keep an eye on your email, and you should know pretty soon who you're going to be matched up with. I think the biggest challenge for the mentors right now are going to be the questions about how do I do this in each county? Because as we all know, with the rollout being you know mid July and then mid August of the courts reopening and but it being individual in counties. So the mentors are gonna to have to read every single, um, every single notice that comes out so that they can be helpful to the mentees on that because that can be a bit confusing. Yes, and well, the other thing we can do is we can help you figure things out, right? We don't know all the answers. Uh, certainly, I don't know all the answers. So if, if I don't know the, how, how to deal with a question that uh, is asked of me by my mentee, maybe I know other smarter, I, I definitely know other smarter people than me who will be able to answer that question. So we can put you in touch with them and we can build this connection. And no, no question is too small, no question is too big. Even if we don't know the answers, we can put you, point you in the right direction and we can help you get going on getting that answered. 
as, as my, my final word, um, it's the program will be what people make of it. And there'll be a lot of individual success, but sometimes there won't be success in a pairing. And um, that should not be discouraging anybody. You know, you go back and you find a new pairing. If, you know, as I say to people in practice, you know, I may be a good judge, uh, I may be a good attorney for some people, but not for everybody. And just like these parents, it's a personality match. And if, if you find that person personality match right away, fantastic. If it takes you a couple tries, that's fine too. Um, but ultimately, it's connecting resources and connecting people who have so much commonality in what they do every day and can truly help each other. Um, and that's why I, I'm, I'm sure this program is going to be a success. And the, the last thing I'll add is in the chat box, you will see that the links to be to, to fill out the surveys for both mentors and mentees have been posted. So if you haven't had a chance to do that, um, you know, as soon as this is over, you can click on those links and they will take you to the appropriate page where you can sign up. Um, Judge, do you have anything else to add or should we wrap it up? I, just want, to, I want to thank everybody for wanting to do this. I want to thank the 26 and hopefully there'll be 46 by the end of the day, mentors that have signed up and to the mentees, the 16 or however many will have more than 16, hopefully mentees. And mentees, I presume, are attorneys that feel that they are less experienced and are wanting to, um, to pair with somebody that has more experience. Please tell your colleagues about it if they're new to family law. They will be bringing something to the mentors. Don't ever feel that just because you're not experienced yet in family law that you don't bring something. That's not true at all. We all learn from each other every single day. My very last day on the bench, I came off a crazy motion session and said, 21 and a half years, and I had never heard that. You learn at family law, every day is different. And we need each other. And it's wonderful that we want to help each other. We, we need each other and we want to help each other. So thank you for, for signing on. And again, if you have any issues, you can email Doug Newton at dnewton at bostonbart.org and he can help. He's, he's going to be the one person who's going to be coordinating this program. So we encourage you guys to, uh, to, to reach out to him if you have any issues with the program. So with that in mind, please spread the word. I really appreciate the fact that you guys took, that, you, uh, that the viewers took time out of their busy days to, to come listen to our panel and to come see this kickoff. We're very excited about the program. We appreciate your being here and we're gonna work hard to make it a success. And I think with everyone's help, we will be able to achieve that. So unless there's anything else, I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you again, Thank you, Doug. Thank here. you, Doug. Thank you, panelists. Thank you, Judge. Thank you, David. And we'll see you guys soon. Take care. Thank you all. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye.